Hey everyone, welcome to this week's show. In episode 14 and 15, which was a couple weeks ago, I gave you reasons why sound quality matters in your podcast. You know, you'll hear lots of podcasts out there that have less than ideal sound quality. So if you haven't listened to those two episodes, I'd really encourage you to go back and listen to the four reasons I gave for why sound quality matters so much on a podcast. What I'm going to do over the next three weeks is actually give you five ways that you can improve your sound quality on your podcast. This is the stuff that I love because at heart, I am an audio engineer, and this is why any podcast that comes through my studio, any client that I have, I will never let it go out with bad sound quality. It's really important to me. So we're going to go over five ways that you can have great sound quality on your podcast. In this first episode of the series, we're going to talk about first understanding the basics of sound, and then two, we're going to talk about your room. And I list these two first because they are the most important things to understand to be able to get high quality sound on your podcast. And it's kind of funny that we're talking about sound quality because one thing you'll notice after this transition that you're coming up is that the audio quality is going to change. Mainly that's because this audio is from my presentation at PodFest 2018 in Orlando, Florida. I have done this presentation several times, and so I'm using something that we'll talk about in future episodes, which is called repurposing of content. There's really no reason for me to try and record this again because I already had pretty good quality audio of this presentation. So over the next three weeks, you're going to be hearing chunks from that presentation. So let's dive in. So that's why we're here. I'm going to give you five proven ways to improve your sound. I already went through these a little bit. We're basically going to understand the basics first. Then we need to talk about your room, then your gear, then your technique, and then mixing and mastering. Okay, so let's start with step one. You have to understand the basics first. The first audio techniques class that I took in college, we spent two weeks on signal flow. Okay, so we talk about signal flow, we're gonna talk about audio terminology and formats and the recording process itself and knowing what's happening. So let's talk about signal flow. This is basically the path from your mouth to the recorder or when you're mixing, how things are bouncing around in your computer or your mixer or whatever. It's a good idea to know this stuff because this is when you can troubleshoot. You know if you've got an air gap in the cable. That's fancy terminology for you forgot to plug something in. Okay, and this is a, yeah, that's what, if you ever are on a stage at a concert, you'll hear the stage crew talking about air gaps and things like that. It's just a fancy way to make them sound smart. Um, so you, you see, this is just a basic diagram. The microphone goes to the audio interface that goes to the computer, and then it goes to your hard drive, external hard drive, which then sends it back out to the interface to go to your headphones or your speaker. So you got to understand that stuff to know where there's a problem. And then you need to understand formats and terminology, okay? You need to know that waves and AIFF files are the highest quality audio format. They're higher, but for your purposes, those are the highest you need to worry about. They are full resolution in a way compared to MP3, .move, .mp4, and all the other things that Audacity and Zoom spit out, okay? You need to know if you're recording in stereo or mono. You need to know which is appropriate for your show. Some shows are gonna use stereo, like music shows. If you're just talking, mono is fine. What is a raw audio file versus a file that's been edited? That's kind of self-explanatory, but 
we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about mixing and mastering today. And we're going to talk about things like limiters, compressors, EQ, de-essers. Those are just plugins. They're things that change your sound. And we're going to go over those to make sure you understand them. And then the process itself, pre-production, is the preparation, writing the questions, booking the guests, practicing things, scripting your episode if you want to do that, setting things up. That happens during pre-production. And then tracking, or what is the actual recording? Tracking is an industry term that we use, where you create tracks, basically, is how that happened. Editing is where we're going to cut things up. Take out your armor, uh, just sort of mm, things. Clarify things, move things around. That's what happens during editing. And then during mixing, you're going to balance things. You're going to process stuff to make it sound better. And then mastering, it used to be sort of the dark art of recording. These were guys that lived in caves with hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment and speakers. It's not that expensive anymore, but basically what is happening during mastering is they're fixing any sonic issues at the end. They're dealing with loudness to make sure that it meets broadcast standards and things like that. Okay. Step two is your room. Way before gear, your room is the most important thing. You need to make sure that it's quiet. Can you turn off the air conditioning? Can you turn on the fan? Can you live through it? Or is it quiet enough already? Is there traffic outside? Is there traffic outside in the hallway? We wouldn't want to record a podcast episode in here. Okay. Is your computer making noise? I mean, we've got this, the projector up here, you can hear the fan. Um, one of my clients, Tina, is actually back there. She has a big um, Mac desktop. And the fan from it was actually vibrating the desk that her microphone was sitting on. And that low hum was going into her microphone. And so things like that, we were just solving that solution out there. Put a towel under it, put some foam under it, things like that. Get an iMac, get a MacBook Pro where the fans will acquire. Then you want to think about absorption and diffusion. Fancy terminology, but basically this room would actually be a pretty good room to record in for podcasts with the right amount of right type of microphones because you've got carpet. Okay. These are sound absorptive panels. Okay. You can easily do it by hanging heavy drapes on the wall. Okay. Diffusion is sort of the opposite. What diffusion does is it reflects the sound in all sorts of different ways. So a great home remedy for this are bookcases. They actually can serve two, um, two solutions because the books will actually absorb sound and bounce sound a little bit. So what this does is it's just reducing the reverb, the room noise, the echo, whatever you want to call it, in the room. And then you want to try and stay away from walls. Okay, The closer you are to a piece of drywall, the more early reflections the microphone is going to pick up. If you're close to a window, same thing. Anything that's hard like that is going to reflect sound back. But you don't necessarily want to be in the center of the room because weird things with sound waves bouncing off walls happen in the center of the room. They collide and they make weird noises and things like that. And if you've done everything you can and you still have room noise and stuff like that, record 15 seconds of silence whenever you record something. Because even Audacity, which is a free program, has great noise reduction software in it that can analyze the noise and then strip it out. Today's show was brought to you by ConvertKit, the only email marketing system you'll ever need. After five years with the email marketing provider that everyone starts out with, you know who I'm talking about, I was desperately searching for one that was simple, easy to manage, and affordable. 
ConvertKit easily stood out above the rest, and I've been ridiculously happy with them ever since I made the switch. Emailing my community and creating automation series for special resources has never been so simple. Whether you're ready to start your first email marketing setup or you're searching for a new provider, I highly recommend ConvertKit. Go check them out and other resources that I recommend at dannyosmond.com slash resources. That's dannyosmond.com slash resources. 